Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Everybody's got a to-do list. I get one from my wife, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? Do you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up? This is the way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's geico.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Dan Patrick. Season's greetings from all of us at the Dan Patrick Show. Only the best people work on the holidays. Dan and the Danettes are off. It's what we do for the holidays. <laughs> but the Dan Patrick Show continues straight on into 2020. Uh, who here has their house decorated? Yeah, we got all kinds of special things that we have like around the door. And Can you bring in a picture? Yeah, I can take a picture. Yeah. He brings in a company to decorate his house for Christmas. I, I think I'm less lazy more just I just know my limitations and I can't. Uh, can't you can't hang. Hang some, something up and another man can. That's correct. But the playoffs are approaching, and college bowl season is here. From the Mercedes-Benz Studios in Los Angeles, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside. Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes today and tomorrow. Tons of NFL to look back to, and tons of NFL to look forward to. This hour on the show, we'll take a look at the Packers-Vikings game coming up tonight. The other game of the week besides the Cowboys and the Eagles. We have big news in the NFL that's coming in regarding a potential reunion. Uh, And also in 20 minutes, we have Jane Slater, Cowboys insider, who is going to stop by with us. And she's got a phenomenal run on her Twitter account as to what happened to the Cowboys last night following their loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. While Doug Peterson was dealing with drunk fans invading his Post-game press conference, drunk media, asking questions. Uh, The Cowboys bus was stuck at the link for three hours following their loss because the plane wasn't ready. Just think about how miserable that is. You lose the game. You lose your grip on first place. Your season is falling apart. You're in Philadelphia. All you want to do is get home, and, and you get on the bus, and you're waiting, and it's cold, and the, the bus is pumping in the hot air, and you're uncomfortable. You just want to get to the plane and get home, and you have to sit in that bus because it stayed at the link for three hours and until no, their plane was ready. And there's no cheesesteak place next to the bus, so you no. just have to do without. <laughs> we get some cheesesteaks. If there was cheese one steaks. thing, if I had like a cheesesteak, I'll sit there for three hours, munch down a couple of cheesesteaks and a fresca. Okay, sure. How about, how about a fresca? How about a fresca? Yeah, fresca here? Wow. They don't even, do they still sell that or no? They do. They actually sell diet fresca. 
do they? Yes. If you go if you, in any grocery store, I'm not saying you got to go to a special one. No, go to any grocery store in the big soda aisle. You know, they'll sell Diet Press. How about a tab? No, not, no I don't think they sell tab. Tab had saccharin in it. They did it? That was tab was uh, saccharin was bad. So it was killing rats and us. I, I, I think was it killing. Is it? I think saccharin was like you know, it was like 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 if you put some on your finger, it gave you it gave you something. That was it was, was unbelievable. Yeah, no, tab was bad for you. And any kind of soda that came in a pink can, remember? Yeah. Oh yeah, the tab, Pepsi free. There was all those different. Yeah, sure, there was all those. You know, we, we need we need we got too many flavored waters. We need we need more. Give me a new soda now. Give me a really good new soda. We get new flavored waters all the time. Give me a new soda. There is none. I That's know. what I mean. You'd think somebody could come up with something I'm besides surprised. Diet Cherry Dr. Pepper, but I mean, you know, got to come up with that. How about the Cowboys coming up with some offense in a big spot? No, no, no. You're no. not going to get that. No. You'd rather get new Coke will come back before that'll happen. This is what this is why you can't buy in the deck. <laughs> that, that, yesterday's game was a perfect example. He was 25 for 44, 265 yards, but zero. A goose egg, no touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And for all the drops and, uh, you know, all the Dak apologists, well, they dropped the football. They drops every week, okay, with every quarterback in the NFL. They drop. What about the missed throws? He had at least two. He he missed Tavon Austin on what should have been a touchdown. Wide open. Am I I right? Yeah, he is wide open, overthrew him. Then he had the good throw to Michael Gallup, who who dropped a short touchdown on the final drive. You can't miss two touchdowns and expect, oh, we're going to go and get in the end zone. You, you, You gave two plays away to the Eagles where they were clearly beat, and they had no idea what was going The Cowboys were moving great in that final drive. But when you overthrow, okay, oh, we made one mistake. Oh, that would drop touchdown. Eventually, they're going to figure out a way to tighten up their coverage. Right. And so there you are. Now they can't uh, worry about anybody. Uh, their their uh, fate, fate is not in their hands because if the Eagles win – on Sunday, it's all over. The Eagles win the division. They go to the playoffs, and the Cowboys are out. So and that's what was on the line, and it was the biggest game, obviously, of the season for the Cowboys. Here, This, a season that started, as you know, where people were thinking the Cowboys got it all, especially mm-hmm. once they signed Dak. I mean, uh, Ezekiel, and he was back. Oh, no, they're going to run the table. They started the season 3-0. and They're running over the also-rans. Dak looked great. He's on his way to elite status. I heard it all. I was fooled. I fell for it. I fell for it. And I you had them going to the NFC Championship game. I know. Game. I know. I this fell for it, before the season. And when they were 3-0, and did you feel pretty good? I did... felt good. I felt good. But now I feel bad. I feel I, I don't know. What, I don't know what I did. I'm sorry. It was one time. It was in college. I don't know. I what sorry. did you do? I mean, no, what, what are you doing? Terrible. Look, Dak. Is, and look, Where are you on Dak? Simple. Are you good for? It's are this you simple for Dak? If they're playing a bad team, Dak plays well, and that's every game, every good game he's had this year has been against a bad defense. When he's played defenses that are good, Dak has struggled. And the Eagles' defense is not great, but it's at least middle of the pack. But they struggled against the Eagles, against the. Jets who have a really good run defense against the Patriots, against the Bills. D- look, go look, go look at Dak's games. When does he re- have a quarterback rating of 100 or above? When he plays a bad defense. All when he spots. plays the Giants and the and the Redskins and the Dolphins and the early Dolphins. on, and, yes. and, and 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 even the later games of the year against the Rams, whose defense is really terrible. This is when he plays well, and when he plays a good defense. He doesn't play well. But if it's you're the Cowboys, simple. you see this. It, it's it's out there in front of you. Are you just committed to him because he was your draft guy? You mm-hmm. don't have a you don't have a replacement. Uh, are, but but you you're gonna have to sign this guy at some point or make a decision. Or do you just give him a franchise tag, take one more look at him? Uh, because to me, 
I still think it's an indictment that they never signed him. To me, the hardest thing to get in the National Football League is a franchise quarterback. Everybody's looking for one. If you really believed he was that guy, you would have signed him before they signed everybody else because it only costs you more money the longer you wait. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and so, he's Jerry's guy. Jerry wants to give him this money. This is what I'm saying. So that's why they should have signed him, and it makes no sense to sign everybody else except for him and now have to decide where you're going to go, franchise tag him, and then take one more look at him. I don't believe that they, they're fully committed even though they say all the right things. Yeah, no, they're, they'll go one more year. Uh, because now they got to fit other players in because they don't have a lot of money. So they'll franchise him for one year, and then they'll make a decision. But he could wind up being someone – I was like, you know, you see it in baseball a lot where some guys come out and have an incredible rookie season, and that's their best season. And every year after that is a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less. Sometimes you peak that early, and Dak could be that guy. He peaked that early with that great offensive line. And Ezekiel Elliott, when he was fresh and hungry, and 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 want, he was waiting to become a superstar in the NFL. That could be that thing. Dak Prescott could be that kind of guy. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Rob at Rob Parker FS1. We'll have more on the Cowboys uh, from James Slater coming up in about 15 minutes. But... This news out of Seattle. Get ready for a beast mode return. After Chris Carson went down last night with what looks to be a season-ending injury, the Seahawks running back situation, which looked great a couple weeks ago, now they have no answers as everybody's hurt. Marshawn Lynch will meet with the Seahawks today about the possibility of returning to play for them. According to insiders with the NFL on this, NFL media saying both sides are open to a reunion with Marshawn Lynch for the Seattle Seahawks. Rob, I, I know where you're on this. Oh, they're trying to bring the band back together in Seattle. Yeah, I just, I don't know, can Marshawn Lynch, does he have to check his walker on the plane or can he bring oh, the look I at mean, you. I'm just asking you, what, what is Seattle doing? I, I, I don't even get it. They wouldn't give them the, t uh, the football when they had a chance to win the Super Bowl. Now they want to bring them back? Not now? That may be the first line in, in, the, uh, in the interview. Hey, you know, you, you give me the football, then you want to give it to me now? I mean, I just don't understand this. There's nobody else on the planet who can mm -hmm. run the football other than Marshawn Lynch. Is he the only one who knows what the address is to the stadium in Seattle? I, I don't get it. I get the injuries. You got to look around and see who's out there. There's got to be somebody with fresh legs who can run the football for you, can help you. There's nobody else. Desperation is a stinky cologne, Rob Parker. I get it. It is. That. Here's how it can work. Hey, right. hold on. Here's Steve Largen on Steve Largen on uh, line one. Oh, is that where we go? Can you run the football, Steve, instead of catching it? Can exactly. you do that now? Here's how it can work, and here's my my insight into what the Seahawks are thinking. All right, it's week 17. Who's really out there that we can go out and get? All right, Marshawn Lynch was great for us for a long time. In the little bit he played with Oakland, he was still okay. Wasn't quite the same Marshawn Lynch, but still was over four yards a carry. The Raiders' offensive line wasn't that great, but, but he was okay. Now, he hasn't played since then, but like I said, week 17 of 2019, you have kind of slim pickings. If the idea is to bring him in, 
and to give a jolt of energy to the team where just his presence can evoke memories of Super Bowls and, and hey, remember we played at a high level and maybe Marshawn can come in and save us. Just if they believe the possibility is there that Marshawn can play well, that might help the rest of the team, at least mentally, because, look, they're kind of limping to the finish line a little bit. Seahawks aren't closing, you know, like thoroughbreds. They're kind of limping with a big game next week. Well, that big against, loss to the Cardinals. Against the 49ers. Hurt them. But if you're going to bring in Marshawn Lynch and you're going to say, okay, you're going to be our goal line guy. We need a guy in the goal line. That's quite obvious. And we're not quite going to give you the football 25 times a game. But if you if you can give us a little bit of a spark, if we give it to you 10 or 12 times a game, if that can spark the team, that's why I can see this working. That's where I can uh-huh. see Pete Carroll thinking, you know what? This might be a big energy boost for the team, for us. And if he can still play a little bit, he fit well with our team. He was at his best with us. Maybe it's a fit with us. It's still the same system, blocking system that he's used to with being able to run the football. Everything will be new. Again, everything that's that's new will be really old hat for him. Maybe he comes and gives us a little bit of that. That's how I can see this working. I just can't. I just find it to be amazing that the same guy you wouldn't give the football to to win a Super Bowl now you're asking to come back and be our goal line guy. I just I just think it's ironic. That's why they didn't win uh, that Super Bowl. They coughed it up instead of doing. They had two chances to run the football in with the best running back in the league at the mm-hmm. time, and they didn't do it. And and it cost them that they'll never live. You know, Pete Carroll will never live that down uh, in, in that situation. But I I think sometimes you need to go forward and not go backwards. I get it. People do it all the time. You know, go back. Hey, I thought you retired. No, I'm not retired. I'll come back and uh, take over my afternoon radio slot again and then see how that works out. Wow, it look at work out. Wow, look, look at that thinly veiled what? shot at what? Mike Francesa. I'm not. I'm not wow. You know what I mean? You don't go backwards. That's all I'm saying. Sometimes you, you don't sometimes, go back. It felt good because you was comfortable. He had big success. I'm talking about Marshall Lynch. No, I get what you're saying. Yes, yes, But yes. it doesn't always. You know what I mean? Chris Berman left ESPN, retired, big party, everything, right? Now he's back. Sometimes I'm just saying to myself, don't go backwards. Go forward. Go find somebody new. Yeah, but, but this, okay, it's it's just, if, if it was the beginning of the season, the offseason, I get it. All right, we need it. But this is week 17. It's kind of, okay, there's not a lot left. You're, it's like being at the buffet at midnight. You know, I want to make. I want to think that there's going to be roast beef and every, but maybe there's just a little bit of cheese and there's a half a croissant and I got to kind of make my own sandwich here with a grape. I mean, that's kind of what you have to do if you're Seattle here. I'm just, I, I, I just find it to be surprising that that's who they're meeting with. I'm sure there must be some other people, but it just seems weird uh, considering how they split, just how everything went. Yeah, Jim Brown, yeah, Curtis know. Martin. Yeah, they meet with all these all, all these. No, guys. I'm, I'm just saying, come on, there's other guys. <laughs> LaDainian Tomlinson will come out and play a little bit to do that. No, look, I, I understand what they're doing. And if he doesn't have anything and if they can't run the football or in those situations, then people will look back and go, what What were they thinking? That's, that's the other part. I just think that this is, uh, you know, putting the band back together. Oh, this feels so great, reunited, and all that. I- I'm not buying it, and I- I'm I-, I have nothing against Marshawn Lynch, who is a fabulous football player. But if he was so fabulous, he'd be playing right now. But Francesca, you have a lot of. I don't have me. anything with that either. Stop. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? Rob at Rob Parker FS1 again. Uh, this uh, story coming in NFL media reporting that the Seahawks 
will meet with Marshawn Lynch today, and both sides are open to a reunion as the Seahawks' backfield incredibly banged up, so they could be getting Marshawn Lynch back for the postseason. Uh, coming up next, we'll go to Dallas, get the absolute latest after the meltdown last night with Jane Slater. Keep it right here. Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes. Support for the Dan Patrick Show podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home is so much more than a house. It's your own little slice of heaven. That's why when you find the perfect place for you and your family, getting a mortgage shouldn't get in the way. Imagine how it feels to have an award-winning team by our side through every step of this process. It's awesome. Exactly what you get with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Their team of mortgage experts obsessed with finding a better way, which means that their number one goal, make home buying process smoother for you. With industry-leading online lending technology developed in the heart of Detroit, Rocket Mortgage is changing the game. It's an award-winning client service and support every step of the way. Quicken Loans has helped millions of Americans achieve their dream of home ownership, and they're going to help you. Visit rocketmortgage.com slash Jan. Take the first step toward the home of your dreams. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Push button. Get mortgage. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes today. And you think it would be enough for the Cowboys to lose a game yesterday to the Philadelphia Eagles, watch their season just evaporate in front of their eyes, and then they spend three hours on the team bus because their plane had a failure and they had to wait for it to be fixed and wait for a solution. So they sat on a bus for three hours at the lake. The only good part is that I think that – most of Philadelphia Eagles fans didn't know the Cowboys bus was still there because that could have turned ugly pretty quick, Rob Parker. No doubt about it. Today's show brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way in the all-new GT four-door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. Joining us now on the hotline to break it all down for us, NFL Network reporter, Cowboys insider, Jane Slater. You can follow her on Twitter, at SlaterNFL. And, Jane, i got to tell you, there's been nothing more entertaining than following your Twitter feed with the whole Cowboys bus gate from last night. That was fantastic. I love it. What's up, Jane? It was it was sort of Murphy's Law in Philadelphia. Anything that could go wrong did, and that was sort of the nail in the coffin because if you had gone into that locker room and you just felt the, de- the dejection, the frustration, Michael Bennett, you know, essentially summing it up the best that, you know, at one point you had destiny essentially like in your hands, and now you've got to rely on other people to decide your destiny in the postseason. And, you know, he's only been in Dallas just a short time. But he does have such a championship mindset, and I feel his frustration just when I'm around him. Uh, I think, you know, he'll explain it to you. This team's got all the talent in the world, and yet they haven't been able to put it together on the football field. And we've gone back and forth all season, guys. Is this coaching? Is it players? Is it coaching? Is it players? And I got to tell you, Jason Garrett, when he went on 105.3 The Fan here in Dallas, sort of dug himself a hole and not only do you 
100% believe that some of this is on the players, but you are emphatically pointing your fingers at some of the coaching decisions, specifically in that final drive and that final play of the game. You know, you said on Twitter that you don't understand why he does these Monday interviews after a loss. He doesn't do himself any favors. What if I am? Well, of I'm course. But <laughs> what? Let's do it on Tuesday. Let's do it on Wednesday, Monday. I, what are some of the things that, that you're seeing that Jason Garrett's not helping himself with? Well, you know, I'll go back to the Vikings game. There was a big issue about the accountability. Um, after the game, he had said that Tavon Austin, at the, at the end of the game, had the option to fair catch or, fair catch or run the ball out. Well, when I talked to people inside that locker room, that was not the case. In fact, Keith O'Quinn told him on the sideline, fair catch the ball. And so when he goes on the radio the next morning, he essentially kicked one of the players that sort of beloved on this team, Tavon Austin, who I know a lot of people laugh at because they didn't see a ton of productivity in El- you know, with the Rams. But when he's here with this team, he's shown you his speed. You saw the 58-yard touchdown he had against the Rams last weekend. This is a guy that the team loves. And so when I heard that, I thought to myself, this is not good because I believe that Jason Garrett has remained in Dallas as long as he has because the locker room really loves him. I mean, I talk to former players and current players, and they say that he does things we don't see, holds them accountable, gets them ready for games. Uh, he treats them as if he's their, you know, their children. They have you know, this strong relationship with Garrett. But by him throwing Tavon Austin under the bus, I was like, this could go two ways in this locker room, and this may not be a good thing for Jason. So in the morning when he goes on the radio, he says that, and then later changes that response on Monday, on Monday when he met with the reporters again at four. So there were just like sort of different answers. And so he was digging himself the hole there, and I don't feel like he got the whole story. And so when I pressed him on that on Wednesday, you know, I said, when did you get the information? I felt like I was grilling him, like I was deposing him. Uh, but he was saying, you know, he essentially talked to, you know, his coaches. You know, they did tell Tavon Austin a fair catch. And I asked him, I said, well, where were you on the sidelines when Keith O'Quinn called that in? And he said he was standing right there next to him. And so this morning, they're asking him about fourth and eight, the final drive of the game, the final play. And I had talked to one of my Cowboy sources, and I said, what happened to Amari Cooper? Why is your number one wide receiver not there? And I was told it was because they wanted to give Tavon Austin a shot at the DBs because the Eagles were having a harder time with the smaller quick guys. And then they said that Cooper caught the ball in place 58-59. He runs a go-route on the 60, a seven-route on play 61. And I was told that Amari Cooper had no gas on the next play to run another go-route. So they stubbed in Tavon Austin, and they said that Tavon won the route. I even said, well, is Cooper 100% healthy? In other words, were you trying to hold him back? They just thought he was gas. He wasn't going to be able to be as effective on that fourth and eight play that could have helped them, you know, at least tie the game at that point. So then Jason Garrett goes on the radio again today, and he explains that Kellen Moore came up with the play call. Sanjay Law was the one that decided about rotating his receivers out, putting Tavon Austin on the outside on the right in favor of an Amari Cooper. He had Michael Gallup on the left. He wanted the two tight ends there. And then he also said that, you know, they were asking him, well, do you, can't you essentially make a change? And he essentially said he's not trying to, like, micromanage his guys. That they have these conversations throughout the week, and, you know, they're all on board. The reason why he didn't use a timeout was because they were all on board with his decision. It was the look they wanted. It was the look they got. It just didn't work out. And I just thought to myself, it might have been wise, given that he is, you know, stuck on that bus at the link. They've been marinating in the loss. He's going to have to talk to the media again at 4 o'clock today. Maybe just let Jason have a breather. Let him go back, review the tape. 
get on the same page with this coaches and maybe come out with a better response. It doesn't look like you're throwing your guys under the bus and that you're all on the same page. It just, it, I just, I just don't feel like it's doing him any favors. And now it looks like here's a guy that's literally kicked some of his coaches under the bus. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case with Jason. Jay, so, Jay let, let me, let me ask you about Dak Prescott and where does the blame fall for him? Uh, biggest game of the year. I mean, you get no touchdowns. And I could hear people talking about the apologist. Uh, there were drops and whatnot. Sure, there are drops in almost every game. But what about the missed throws? Uh, he's only seemed to put up really big numbers against bad defenses and bad teams. And th- when they go up against better teams, he struggles. I mean, wh- wh- when do you look at him and say, is he really that guy? Is that the reason why he doesn't have a uh, contract signed as a franchise quarterback or or where are you on Dak Prescott and how much blame should he get for, for what happened yesterday? Well, let me clear up some of those things. So it's my belief that he hasn't signed the long-term. It's not because the Cowboys haven't wanted to give him the, the long-term deal. Todd France, his agent, very shrewd, has wanted to give him what I've been told, more of a four-year deal as opposed to this long-term deal because when the CBA comes out, there's more, more money. They can go back in the open market and renegotiate a higher per-year value. So – that's what's been the holdup of that. Now, you could argue he hasn't helped his case with this final stretch of the season. They should have gotten this done when, of course, he was having all these gaudy passing numbers and was throwing efficiently. The problem, I think people look at Dak Prescott, and they're assigning a lot of blame to him, but if you had seen these backup quarterbacks in camp, you wouldn't have wanted to put Cooper Rush in <laughs> at quarterback against the Eagles. No, I but, but was, Jane... I think it was, I think it was admirable the way that he played in that game. And not only that, I, throughout the week, he was galvanizing his teammates to play. Right, but, I, don't feel but, like, I feel like a lot of his teammates didn't do him a lot of favors yesterday. Oh, my only thing, Jane, and I get it, and, you know, they always say, well, if, you don't, if it's not Dak, who are you going to put in? I get all that. But when you're a franchise that hasn't won four playoff games in 25 years and people coming into this year – Pick them to go to the Super Bowl. A lot of people thought the Cowboys were going to go to the Super Bowl. Jason had them to the NFC Championship game, and now they have a chance of not being in the playoffs at all after starting 3-0. and I just, you know, we could look back and say, well, who else would you want? I thought he had a ter- – this has been a bad, bad year for Dak Prescott when you look at those things. I mean, can you say that when you look at his numbers? I, I mean, think the numbers are fraudulent. They're fraudulent I mean, they're, to me. But I'm, but I'm saying this is, I mean, if you're looking at his passing numbers, can you say he's a bad quarterback or a quarterback doesn't deserve a contract when he's throwing for over 4,000 yards? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if, if, I, if that's a fair argument. I think a, a better argument is why aren't they utilizing his skill set better? Why didn't they run the ball? I understand that the Eagles stacked the box yesterday, but they were a mash unit. By the time that game was over, you couldn't name some of the guys on the roster. It was a fourth. It was a guy that was fourth on the depth chart that ended up beating you at the end of the game at cornerback. Uh, so I, I, I think it, I, it, it's been a mix of things. I think that's what's been so frustrating about about this year. But if I had to say guys that have actually played with a ton of heart, that have put in the work, that have tried to improve, Dak Prescott's at the top of my list. Then I'd probably go down the list and I'd put Michael Gallup there, even though yesterday didn't work out for him. I'd put Michael Bennett on that list. I'd say I, I would even put Sean Lee, who has really stepped up in the absence of Leighton Vanderesh. But a lot of these other guys this year, I mean, they, you could definitely make arguments. Where have you been? What happened to you? Jalen Smith is one of the ones that 
I think deserves a little criticism this year as well because you went out and got paid. If you look at the number of snaps you've been on and then the tackles for loss, they don't add up. Hey, Jane, lastly, obviously things are different now for the Cowboys looking up at the Philadelphia Eagles. It's been pretty much a drama-free season for them so far, but now after everything happened yesterday, what do you expect this week to be like for the Cowboys getting ready for their last game, knowing they got to win and get some help? That's what's so wild about this season, guys. I mean, I really want to take you behind the scenes and paint the picture. You know, all of us are there, you know, at training camp in Oxnard. And, you know, I, I'm one of the few reporters at NFL Network that doesn't move off their team. So I get – I'm here four days a week. I'm at training camp. I mean, I, I live on this beat. And when you saw them at training camp and you looked at them on paper and even the eyeball test, when you look at the depth, I mean, you look – Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper were sort of 1A, 1B in terms of wide receiver. Randall Cobb felt like an upgrade um, at the slot position, although when you look at Cole Beasley and what he's done with the Bills, you know, I could see why some of the, the Beasley fans are going, now come on, that's not a fair argument. I just think Randall Cobb's given them some veteran leadership this year. When you look at having Ezekiel Elliott, but then the added benefit of a guy like Tony Pollard, who, while he fumbled yesterday, he's been pretty efficient out there his rookie season. Just looking at offense, I think it was a bit of a decoy. In other words, we were so focused on offense, we didn't start looking at some of the deficiencies on defense, namely the cornerback position, the defensive line, the linebackers uh, that were going to deal with a decimation of injuries. The fact they had to bring in Malcolm Smith, who's six years removed from a Super Bowl, to step in because, you know, you've got yet another injury there. Uh, Luke Gifford last week going on IR. So they're paid presented the position. I don't think we focused so much on the defense. The defense has been an Achilles kill for them at times. You bring in Kellen Moore, who's your offensive coordinator. You think he's going to be your Sean McVay, the answer to innovation. And while he's had the passing game, has looked like it's, it's been on pace. The running game, you've sort of wondered what happened to it this year. That was the identity of your team. Why have you moved away from it? Uh, you paid Ezekiel Elliott all that money. And so you look at all these things, and when you started the season and you look at the schedule, you're like, well, the schedule's going to be tough, especially when they go deep into Philly and Chicago in the Colts. They didn't have to deal with weather elements this year. When they faced a lot of these winning teams, they didn't have a lot of their starters. This team just failed to put it together and capitalize on opportunities throughout the season. And I think that's the most frustrating thing for everybody at the start in Frisco because I think as much as Jerry thought they were close to a Super Bowl, they feel so far away. It feels like they're going to have to rebuild again. You can follow her on Twitter at Slater NFL. That's at Slater NFL. NFL Network reporter, Cowboys insider, Jane Slater. Jane, phenomenal stuff. Thanks so much for stopping Thank by you. with us. We'll talk to you down the road. Thanks, guys. All right. Great stuff there from Jane. Look, and she makes really good points, obviously, about how, hey, we talk a lot about Dak and Ezekiel Elliott and all, but defensively, look, they allowed Carson Wentz, who's had an up-and-down season, to throw for 300 yards. When yeah, clearly that was seven. a game they should have. Look, the, the, the Eagles have nobody. They had nobody. We talked about them being points, banged you up. You should still on the road. You should win that game. I mean, you're not going to shut them out. 17 points on the road, that's not winnable. For the Cowboys, you got to win that game. Well, you're game. talking a late December game on the road in the elements. You know, scores are going to be lower. It's not, every game is not going to be indoors no, on the carpet. I just think that she, you know, I, I wanted to – have a drop with the uh, Jetsons at the end. Jane, stop this crazy thing when she's talking about Dak. Only from the standpoint of Jetson. I just think I just think, dude, you got to really take a good look at him. And uh, if I'm the Cowboys, I, I'm afraid of Dak Prescott. I don't know if you get to where you think you're going to get, and which is a Super Bowl.
Thanks to Jane Slater for stopping by. If you miss any of our celebrity interviews this week from Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, just go to the Dan Patrick app where you can watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, Mercedes-AMG driving performance. All right, so from that game of the week, now we have to turn the page to tonight, Minnesota and Green Bay, where this is... This game means everything for the Packers, for the Vikings, because there's only a couple of teams that can win the Super Bowl coming out of the NFC, and it's all going to depend on home field and who's got it. I know what Kirk Cousins' record is on Monday night. I know how bad he is in primetime games. I know he's 0-8. I know there's no Dalvin Cook tonight. I, I get all of this, Rob Parker. I understand. But tonight no. is going to be the Kirk Cousins Stop game. it. Tonight's going to be – look. Jason, you will regret this. Minnesota's offense is rolling. They're playing at home. No Dalvin Cook? You you really? You want to talk about fraudulent? The Packers are more fraudulent than a lot of other teams No, they aren't. They've They've beaten better teams. It's always about who you beat as well. They went to Dallas. They won. They beat the Bears. Yeah, you just early said in Dallas season. is fraudulent. How can that be a big? No, win? but I'm talking about on the road. Okay. On, on the road. I'm just saying. There were games that they that they won. They beat Minnesota earlier this year. They beat the Bears. You could go through their 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 wins, and the wins are impressive. And that's what, it's about winning. It's not pretty. I'll be the first to tell you, no uh, fancy dress, no high heels. It hasn't been pretty. But they've won, and mm-hmm. that's what it's about. Do they have a running back that they haven't had before, Jason? He has 17 touchdowns last I looked. Yeah, but he's not as dynamic as we thought as we thought he was going to be middle of the season. Do they make plays defensively? I'm not saying they're a great defense. They make they, a decent number of plays. They get, they take, get takeaways, right? Yeah. All I'm saying is this is different from what Aaron Rodgers has ever had. And if Aaron Rodgers, the guy, shows up and has a, has a, has a good game, this team could be very dangerous because they have the running aspect and they have a defense that can make plays. That's all I'm saying. I do not. If Dalvin Cook was playing, I would be with you. I do not believe that this is going to be Kirk Cousins' coming out party, and he's finally going to do it. His record against teams over 500 is also very poor. He just hasn't beaten won those games, and I'm and I'll wait to see when he does. With this game being as big as it is and on the line. For the Packers and what they've worked for all year, I believe that they win this game. Doesn't matter tonight. Vikings also won in Dallas on the road. Their offense is really rolling. Kirk Cousins has been a pretty good quarterback throughout his career. Has he beaten the great teams? No, but he still is the one who's going to throw 30-some-odd touchdowns and have a 3-to-1 touchdown-to-interception and ratio. The, and the Packers have something to play for. Home field is what they would – which makes them – a tougher out if you do play up in Lambeau. Would you at least give me that? The of elements in the play. Well, that's why, so that's why home field is such a big deal. It but is. it's a big deal for Minnesota as well. They don't want to. They don't want to play a game in Green Bay. Nobody else wants to play a game in Green Bay. No, I get it, but I think Green Bay of all the teams in the NFL, that place is still something about it. And you want to get there, and it's cold, and other people aren't used to it. And uh, you know you got to go to the Walmart downtown Green Bay. There's not much going. <laughs> you got to go to Walmart. Do you yeah, know? Have you, been to down, have you been to downtown Green Bay? I've not been, been. I've been to Madison, but I've not been to Green Bay. Unbelievable. All right, there's, there's nothing there. Now you understand this game tonight is being played in Minnesota. I do understand okay, that. Yeah, I get they're playing for this game is in Minnesota. I this game that. is happening. Kirk Cousins has had a phenomenal year. He has had a Pro Bowl caliber year, even though he got snubbed, because you have quarterbacks that made it that are all very similar in the NFC. They could have taken Kirk Cousins to the Pro Bowl. They could have not taken him. They didn't but take him. You know okay. why? The reason that they didn't take him is because I think that you got to look at who do you beat. 
that I think that that factors in a lot. You know, with who are you beating? Are you beating the also-rans? Are you beating the good teams? And I think that those things matter. And that's why Dak's numbers early on didn't matter to me, the 3-0 and start. Because they were against the three worst teams in the league. Would you agree with that at that point? Yes, they were against the three worst the teams. The three worst teams. And all of them wound up having horrible seasons. Right, but you're 10-4. and four. You're not 7-7. You're, not seven and seven. you're 10-4. and four. The Vikings, you've beaten almost everybody. No, you've I get everybody. it. I get it, but I think the Packers have a, have a better run, and I think that a, a better record or resume, I'll say a better resume, and if they beat them again and beat them in Minnesota, this will be exactly what they want. I think this is the game that Aaron Rodgers wants to come out Play well in indoors, right? You got to run him back, have a defense, get uh, one or two turnovers, uh, takeaways, and you're good to go. Well, the good news is you and I are going to get to find out which one of us is right tomorrow because we're doing the show together tomorrow. Yes, I'm going to be right. This as will be I always the, am. The Kirk Cousins game. We're gonna. It's going to have a name. Okay. The Kirk Cousins game. He's going to rewrite everything. He's just going to have that. This is his season. This is. Why his are you game. making me? You like Chris Broussard? You're going to have me in the parking lot after he tanks it tonight, and I'll be waiting to come in again. I have to sleep in the parking lot. Wait to get at you tomorrow here on the Dan Patrick Show. Rob Parker, I like Rob Parker. I, I don't, don't love, love him, but I like him. I do a show with Rob. Rob is, you know, Rob, I, I don't I don't know. You like my Christmas. There you go. Though. That's pretty good. We got more NFL, but a very big baseball story coming your way next. A huge free agent pitcher has found a new team, and boy, this is not going to go over well for the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's coming up next. This is Fox Sports Radio. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Can you tell in your shot again? A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, uh, it's, a, it's a very clear message. It's two stars in LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court, I think in this case this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcasts. Oh, Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes. 
And we got a big baseball story in a second, but just real quick to follow up on our uh, the story that broke earlier this hour. Marshawn Lynch is meeting with the Seahawks about a potential reunion with the Seahawks losing Chris Carson likely for the season due to a hip injury. The Seahawks look like they had everything, uh, you know, rolling, but now they're kind of limping towards the playoffs. And I know you and I talked about uh, earlier this hour why it could work or not work. I, I think it can work a certain way. You don't like it. But the thing for the Seahawks is that they're vulnerable now. I mean, they went from a month ago, I would say, boy, the road to the Super Bowl is going to go through Seattle. And now they're really struggling. Did we just see what the Cardinals did to them at home? They're desperate. Right. That's why Marshawn Lynch is there. Going to meet with them today because they are desperate. So, uh, you know, they need to take a look and see what they're going to do here because uh, it looked like a juggernaut. It is no longer a juggernaut. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, again, it's unclear if he officially filed retirement paperwork with the league. This coming from uh, NFL Network, NFL Media. But the two sides meeting this morning, and both are open to a reunion. So this could actually happen at some point later on today. Meanwhile, in baseball, a big domino fell in free agency as Hyunjin Ryu is leaving the Dodgers, agreeing to a four-year, $80 million contract with the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, wait so, a minute. What, what was the deal? What was he's the gone four years, $80 million so the to Blue, the Blue Jays. And the Blue Jays had to have a coupon with that because they I got it. I mean, they had a coupon. Oh, half price for you? Four Molsons and uh-huh. uh, a, a, a cheesesteak to be named later. Exactly. I mean, seriously, that's not a big deal. In ba- $80 million for a starting pitcher? No. And he's got the best ERA in baseball the past two years outside of Jacob DeGrom. I mean, it's a steal. How in the world could the Dodgers, unless they have some other plan uh, and, and they just haven't executed it yet, seriously, you can't let a guy like this go, Jason, without having a what, – what is your plan? Well, that well, that's the thing about the Dodgers is that they've not gotten better this offseason. If anything, now they've gotten worse. They've taken one of their best pitchers, and now you've subtracted him. They've been linked to a lot of big players, but now they have to come up with somebody big to make this worthwhile. So now, I get that you think Dustin May can be great, and we can replay, put him in the line. But you don't you know a lot that. of young players, but you don't know. You left a guy who was proven, especially a proven commodity at Chavez Ravine, as good as he is at home. They have to come up with something big now. Whether it's Lindor, they got to come up now with something Now, Clevenger big. supposedly is, is why they didn't get Kluber because they like Clevenger better mm-hmm. than Kluber. Uh, Lindor has been talked about at nauseum. Okay, so I, I've heard that. And then the other thing was the Price, uh, David Price and Mookie Betts from the Red Sox. Some sort sort of deal. You remember the last time they had the big deal? Oh my God! When they, when they, they 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 sunk Carl, Carl Crawford and Adrian Gonzalez and right. a bunch of players. Look, Gonzalez was good, but the rest of that trade was oh boy, it was that not was good. Bad. Right? Because Carl Crawford was a good player until he signed that deal and yeah. just never really bounced back. But in this case, you just wonder. I know Friedman came from their their GM or president, came from Tampa Bay, but I think he's still there. I, I just don't understand. Like, the Dodgers can't get anybody. Since when can't the Dodgers get anybody? People are going to the Angels over them. They're going everywhere but the Dodgers. Dude, you can't keep winning NL division, ti- uh, NL West division titles and not winning a World Series when you haven't won, Jason, since 1988. See, but that's I'm going to take the optimistic look that something big is coming. Because what have the Dodgers tried to do the past years? Well, they're winning all the NOS crowns, right? Every year, what's our deficiency? Let's fix it, right? What's our, We need more bullpen guys. Let's fix it. And they still need to improve their bullpen. But that can come, you know, that, that can come in secondary, tertiary forms. They had a big signing last week as well. 
Uh, but, they they, get but now they Dylan know. Potances, I, I could see right, that. They get him for another year training. I mean, that, that could suddenly work. But they saw last year they took a step back. All right, this was not even a World Series year. This was, boy, we lost the team that went on to beat the team to win the World Series. This is not a case of, well, we just need to add a, a guy here, add a guy here. They know, you know what, this mix didn't work. And it didn't achieve the the way the last two teams do. So now we need something bigger. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they are going to have something huge that's going to drop over the holidays, whether it's bets and price, a combination, something like that, to make things, to kind of change things up a little bit, change the chemistry a little. And obviously you're going to see some players are going to go out of town. But, you know, if you bring in a player, you can trade somebody else. You bring in Lindor. You know, that doesn't leave room for whether it's Justin Turner or somebody else. But you can turn them into somebody else. I think they're gonna. They have something really big. They know because there's no way you let Ryu walk out the door like this for only twenty million a year unless you need that money. You need that space for something bigger. Because that that deal. I mean, we're seeing pitchers sign for two forty five, three twenty four, and I'm not saying Ryu Ryu is one of those guys, but eighty million dollars. The Dodgers couldn't keep a guy who was lights out, especially at Dodger Stadium. He's lights out there. Mm-hmm. That's a, uh, that that that's really eye opening that uh, he's not that they didn't sign him or couldn't sign him. So now I, I'm with you. They better have something up their sleeves big time over the holidays or whatever to get Dodger fans back into it from the standpoint. Don't remember to don't forget the scene at Dodger Stadium when they walked out after that home run by Kendricks, that grand slam, and people walked out of Dodger Stadium in disgust. Yeah, well, look, they know that. What they had, it's not just reload. It's a little bit of rebuild. And the good news is you have so many good young players. Because, look, the young players from the Yankees and the Dodgers farm systems are always more valued than a player from the Phillies or the Mets or the Angels. That's just the way it is. So that's a good thing because you can say, hey, you really want Gavin Lux? I mean, Gavin Lux may be a great player. He may not be. But right now, because he's the next great Dodger player and the Dodgers have guys that come up every year that hit 350 and come in and and, and hit walk-offs and get Gatorade bass. Boy, look how great this guy is. They have more than enough capital to make a big deal like this happen. And if you got to trade Gavin Lux to get Francisco Lindor, you got to trade Gavin Lux. I'm with to get you Francisco Lindor. because that's what minor league guys are for: is you have to give up something to get something, right? Mm-hmm. So if he's, if you don't know what Lux, you could say whatever you want, and you know what the Dodgers have had a lot of uh, rookies come up, be rookies of the year. What has it gotten them championship wise? Zero. Hasn't gotten them anything. So at some point, you have to take a dive in and go get that established player. If you could get Price and Mookie Betts, then I'm looking at the team differently. Yeah, even though David Price has been a little underwhelming. No doubt. Maybe but, a change but of scenery he, but he is better for him. And he bounced back in that World Series against the Dodgers, right, when he finally won some postseason games. Twitter at How About a Fresca. It's also a big name that's going to please a lot of fans as well. Rob at Rob Parker FS1. Uh, we're in for Dan and the Danettes again tomorrow. One of us is going to be right about Vikings Packers. One of us I'm is going to be, be wrong. Right. You're going to be wrong, Jason Smith. Trust me, the Kirk Cousins game. This is Fox Sports Radio. During the season of giving, we'd like to offer you a little something special, and all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time. We need you to complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and helps support the show. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcast1.study, and everything will be right there for you. That's podcast1.study. The first 150 people to complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to Amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. So please go to podcast1.study, and as always, thank you for supporting the show. And happy holidays from all of us at Podcast One. 
Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.